Thanks for listening to DIY Money. Heard weekly around the world. You can follow DIY Money on Facebook. Join the DIY tribe on Instagram at DIY.money and search DIY Money on YouTube. DIY. Now, enjoy this episode. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to another edition of DIY Money. DIY Money. All right, we're going to go right to the phone lines. They're blowing up on us. Not really. It's not a phone line. It's not a phone it's a line. Voice memo. People are sending us voice memos, and if we use it on the show, we send them a $25 Amazon gift card. Boom. You've got mail. These are questions that have been in the queue for a while. Uh, the queue is ever uh, filled. But we still need questions. So send us the questions. It'll take a few months or a minute or so to get to it. But we'll bring it out. We'll bring it on the show. We'll then send you an email. You'll have to get your $25 Amazon gift card that way. That's how we can do it. Yep. All right. We've got Connor. 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 Got a question from what? Connor. Well, what are you insinuating? I'm insinuating that this is this is going to be a good one. This okay. is going to be a good one, but uh, but I might tick Connor off. No, no, I don't think I'll tick Connor off a little Why bit. Why are you setting it up so negatively? Uh, I don't know. Let's go. Connor, what do you got? Three, two, one. Let's go. Hey, guys. My name is Connor from Denver, Colorado. I'm a big fan of the show, um, and I'm going to try to keep this question as short as I can. My wife and I are both 27 years old, uh, recently purchased our first home, um, and we both work full time, have pretty good jobs where we are contributing to a 401k and a 457b. Um, my question is, as we pay off the rest of our student loans, initially I thought I wanted to take that money and put it towards paying extra on our mortgage. Um, but I have also thought about trying to reinvest uh, into real estate. I have experience doing home remodeling, um, so I would do a lot of the work myself. However, the market out here in Colorado is pretty high compared to the rest of the country. Um, so I am a little bit worried about the amount of money it would take to get started in that industry. Um, so I guess my question is, what is kind of your recommendation uh, as we have some extra money in the budget, uh, what would be kind of the best thing to invest in? Um, either paying the mortgage off, uh, investing it all in stocks, or getting into something like real estate. Thanks, guys. Okay, it's not as bad as I thought. I, I, I for some reason, when I pulled this out of the queue, I thought, I thought we went down a few too many rabbit holes there. This is simple. Um, I'm going to give my two cents first. And what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Excellent. Um, Connor, what's your... What you're looking at is business opportunities, all right? So first and foremost, we've got to work real hard not to mesh business and personal. I really like the idea that you have home remodeling experience. It sounds like you've either done that as a job or maybe you're just pretty handy and you've done it before, maybe with other people. I don't know, but you've got the experience. That's a plus. Many people think that, you know, because they can watch a YouTube video, they can basically remodel a house. And as you know, that's not the case. So plus one in the column of, of experience is huge. Now, the reality, though, is I get the sense of this kind of like, FOMO. And and I think that's what I originally felt in your 
in your voice memo. One of the reasons I like what we do and not just an email is we can kind of hear and pick out the the emotion. And I kind of get this idea that you're watching property values go up. You're hearing about, oh, this was on the market, you know, 24 hours and had 15 bids all over asking. And you're going to yourself, okay, I can remodel. I should be doing this. I can be making a killing doing this. And and so I kind of get this impression that we might be having this little bit of emotional draw to this, which is okay. But I'm also really excited that you emailed in so we can kind of temper that. So I'm perfectly fine with this idea of you developing this business of possibly buying homes that need love and attention, putting that love and attention into it, and flipping it for a profit. But there's an old saying in real estate, and that is you will always make the money on the buy. Now, that doesn't come from me. That comes from folks that I know, specifically a mentor that's been in real estate for 50-some years. And basically right now, you know what he's doing? He's selling. He's not buying. He's selling. He's waiting patiently for the next cycle, which he admits may not come in his lifetime because, again, he's late you know, in age and, and he's been doing this a very long time. But he's not on the buying end. <laughs> so take that for what it's worth. And you alluded to the fact that prices are ridiculously high. And so what you're doing is by buying prices that are historically high, you are hoping that the music continues long enough to you be able to sell it to somebody who's going to even pay a higher price, ultimately sit in the last chair, if you will. So I would be very, very careful and cautious. You being the experienced one in the remodeling business, you will know a good deal when you see it. And it will probably mandate that you have cash at the ready. So what does that mean? Well, that means you're going to give something up to build a nest egg to be able to pounce when an opportunity is there. You're going to give up returns on, let's say, stocks or investments because you don't know when it's going to be there. You can't invest that money. So I'm perfectly fine with this idea, but map it out and simply say, okay, we've got extra capital. We're going to take this extra capital, and instead of paying it down on the mortgage, we're going to go ahead and we're going to put it in this account. It's going to earn no interest because it needs to remain completely liquid. We're not going to take any risk because at any point in time, we could have to pounce on a com- on a on a real estate property, and we want to make sure that that money's liquid and available. And we don't want to put it on our mortgage because ultimately, then that means if we've got to take that out of the house someday, then we're just adding more debt to do the business idea that we want. So my advice is very simple. I like the plan. Pay the mortgage down after you've got the student loan debt out. You know, pay what you want to pay on it and take all ancillary money, put it in an account, and set that up as the business account to pounce on a real estate deal when and where you find one of value. If that means you're waiting a year, two years, three years, four years, it is what it is. You may have to wait a very long time, but once you find that property of value, and you get it at a price that is reasonable, then you should be able to compound your money such that that time you waited actually ends up making financial sense. So again, I would treat it like a business. If there's any FOMO at all, I would really check that at the door. And then ultimately, wait patiently for that opportunity, knowing that when it comes, you're going to pounce. What else you got, Daniel? Super Daniel is here to help. 
Super Daniel. Yeah, uh, pretty much the same thing, but uh, in different words. I would say that any investment vehicle or you know side hustle or business opportunity uh, is really a tool for your goals. So whether you're investing in stocks or whether you're flipping houses or buying rentals uh, for the quote unquote passive income or the you know the rental income as you as it goes on over time, those are all just tools to whatever goals, financial or other lifestyle goals that you have in life. And so it's really just figuring out which of those is going to suit you. If you decide to you know, buy a portfolio of stocks because you want to set it, forget it, not think about it, grow your net worth over time and not have to do renovations and remodels and all of that, then great. If you want to create this business where you go out and you buy properties and then you rehab them and, and make them better and flip them or take on tenants and and you know increase the rental value because you've you've fixed up the properties uh, then great but that should match whatever lifestyle that it is you foresee yourselves wanting over the next 5 to 10 years etc and you don't have to choose one or the other you could put half of your extra uh, you know savings half the extra the the debt payments that you don't have anymore into investments and the other half put into a savings account in case you want that there. And then if one of those over time, because a property doesn't come up, matches the remaining value of your mortgage and you want to pay it off, then pay it off. But all of those should be within the confines of what are your goals in life? What are you aiming for? What are you running after? And does that does that make sense? <laughs> Daniel, did you pretend to be super Daniel all day today? So what you hit upon is perfect because many people get into these things and they don't really assign a value to their time and their energy and what they're spending on this, what could be then taking away from other areas that could be compounding and making money towards their ultimate goals. I think that is very important. Mm -hmm. I see many people who slave at a small business for 10 years. They've made a living, but they have not made a, a nest egg. In fact, it's a small business many times running very lean. They haven't been able to save for retirement. They've built up no real worth, and many times they're just adding debt. And and at the end of that time period, somewhere along the way, they kind of wake up one day and they go, okay, wow, this is really not furthering my goals towards long-term financial retirement. So I think you you eloquently hit that nail on the head. I think the key is, is that if this is something that you want to do for the long-term, Connor, then that's great. But I think you've got to look at it as a business, and I would echo what Daniel said, as long as it goes and progresses you towards your long-term goals in the future. If it doesn't, it's got to be put aside. I, I For years, it took me uh, a long time to create a sort of an investment funnel, if you will, that when I'm looking at outside investments, I have a few variables that I have got to have in place in order for me to invest in those. Now, this is outside of the common um, core competency that I have, which is the markets, right? So I'm always comfortable putting money into the market, into investment stocks, companies that I'm familiar with, because that's what I do every day. If there's an investment opportunity outside of those parameters, they have to kind of follow a couple of, of, of common tenets. And I'll just share them with you. One is the individual or company um, is allowing me 
to invest. They don't need me to invest. Now, that is interesting and unique, and that's just from personal experience. What that typically means is, and this is the second tenant, is that group or that person has significant experience and has, has experienced incredible amounts of success such that they're attracting money. And once again, going back to number one, if in fact they need me to invest, then obviously they're not attracting money. If I'm allowed to invest, maybe because we have a relationship, a friendship, a connection or whatnot, then that's a win. The third thing is I need no involvement whatsoever other than just being a passive investor. I, my time is incredibly uh, important to me. It's probably the most valuable commodity. I have no desire to get involved to, into another business that mandates me putting time in. And then the final thing is I have to be able to walk away uh, at any moment in time and only lose my investment that I put in if, in fact, that comes to that. Obviously, don't want it to come to that, but it can't have any overreaching ties to any other outside investments or any other businesses that I'm involved in. So again, I think that, I don't know why I went down that rabbit hole. I have no idea. But ultimately, maybe it helps Filter somebody out there. Filter for the things there. that you pick. Yeah. <laughs> maybe it helps somebody out there. But nonetheless, I, I, I want to stress again what Daniel said. I think it's very good. As long as it furthers your long-term goals, then go for it. But don't have any FOMO. If you did, put that sucker to bed. All right. That was a great question from Connor. He sent us in an audio voice memo. We will now send him a $25 Amazon gift card. Make sure you check us out on Insta, DIY.money. Or if you're still on the Facebook, hit up the DIY tribe where we're just growing large and having a great time in there. Uh, remember, friends, the secret to wealth is pretty simple. Live on less than you make, invest the rest, and do so for a very long time. Make it a great one. Thanks for listening to this episode of the show. If you want content delivered to you regularly, be sure to follow us on Instagram at DIY.money. And if you want your question aired on the show, be sure to send that to us and you'll get $25 Amazon gift card. This show is for entertainment and educational purposes only and is not intended as personal financial advice. Before making any financial decision, please do your homework and consult a financial advisor as needed.